You're listening to a podcast in Orange, a Marshall's view of motorsport. Hello and welcome to a podcast in Orange. Yes, we are back after a two and a half month sabbatical. You may have caught up with our last episode on the 27th of April, but as you can tell, not much has happened since then because of coronavirus. I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Jay. Jay, say hello to the lovely listeners. Hello, lovely listeners. Good to be back. It is good to be back. Uh, and we're joined by a special guest. Uh, we're joined by Andrew Roberts, who is Chief Post Chief. Now, don't say that after you've had a few drinks. And he's on the committee for the uh, BRSEC, so the British Racing Sports Car Championship Club. Have I got that right, Andy? Is that the right acronym? BRSEC Northwest. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, that'll do. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. So we're going to dive straight in because, as you know, um, Motorsport is back. We've had a Formula One race last weekend in Austria. Pretty crazy. If you if you uh, if you watched it, if you didn't watch it, how have you not watched it? It was pretty much everywhere, and yeah, just carnage happened, and we loved it. Um, but with the introduction of Formula One and other top flight uh, motorsport back, it also means that grassroots motorsport is coming back. Uh, there are a couple of events that have taken place so far. There was a race at Cadwell last week. Uh, there's racing at Croft as we speak uh, but next week uh, Northwest which is kind of where me and Jay uh, are, are based uh, we're going to we get racing back as well Alton Park and I should say there is time attack I forgot to mention that time attack was is going on now-ish as, as when I say as we speak but it would have been yesterday because it's a Sunday today and this goes out on a Sunday and it would have been Saturday yesterday anyway there was time attack but there's BRSCC and we're joined by Andy now Andy we're going to give you a bit of a grilling because there's so many questions that people have probably want answering. So I'm just going to jump straight in there. And it's kind of because of coronavirus, there's a lot more plans that have after been put into place to make marshalling and marshall safe. I just kind of want to know how much planning has, has there been and what has been put in place? Well, um, first of all, it's absolutely fantastic that we're all back, uh, racing in the UK um, and it's testament to the work of the Motorsport UK uh, and the clubs and the marketing club as well in you know collaborating together to, to get us to this position and uh, there is probably not one part of uh, racing that isn't touched by uh, or, or needs adapting to adapt to uh, social distancing guidelines. Um, so that has meant that we've had to uh, change the way uh, post chiefs communicate with race control. So it was all very paper-based. You know, we'd have a, a, the chief observer, the chief post chief, he would collect reports and um, be out on circuit, but uh, that, that can't happen now um, in order to comply with uh, the guidelines that have been set out by by motorsport uk um it's, it's difficult because it's a very sociable sport it's a very sociable hobby for for marshals for um drivers and race teams so you know it's and, then, and, it's, and it's a business at the end of the day as well so we've all had to um try and make this work and i think it's so far it's, it's gone very well and in terms of the, the different things that have need to be planned for this uh, each club and each circuit needs to uh, have a COVID-19 officer 
overseas uh, the uh, compliance with uh, the guidelines as much as as much as possible um, and that officer has uh, the jurisdiction to report to the stewards of any concerns uh, they also have uh, um, a report to fill to uh, supply to motorsport uk so uh, it's it's very important that we are able to make this uh, um, step back into to racing as safe as possible for for everybody concerned uh, it would be it'd be terrible if um you know we suddenly found that there was a, an outbreak in associated with motorsport that that you know we could have controlled um I think all the steps that have been put in place uh, should should avoid that. So also, um, I should say really that uh, from the very start, the, the Motorsport UK have been uh, in conversation with the Department of Culture, Media and Sport um, in order to get the right guidelines set that um, comply with the social distancing uh, and all the, the messages the government are, are placing out there in the public domain. And then that filters really down into the uh, the committees that the uh, that uh, are at Motorsport UK, and there are a number. Uh, but I suppose for circuit racing, there's the the race committee, which is comprised mainly of the uh, circuit operators, um, the uh, race, uh, representative of the Marshalls Club as well uh, in the Dean Lewis. So um, all of those stakeholders have have come together to. Uh, thrash out some of the difficulties over the last few months to to get to a situation where we can have marshals on circuit that's great um, it's it is limited at the moment uh, in order to um, ensure that uh, we can appropriately social distance and and also but to the extent that we, we're still able to provide a, a safe environment for people to go racing as well uh, lots of changes in terms of how marshals engage with drivers so when an incident occurs you, you're looking for a thumbs up from the driver that they're okay and then the driver can uh, extricate themselves from uh, the the cars themselves so marshals won't be won't necessarily be be pushing cars in in teams or um be sticking their heads inside of cars nowadays because I think what you're saying is there's a lot of things uh, that's uh, that is going yeah. on, and, and it's a, a, a huge, huge task there, just to kind of undertake. I, I, I know I think Jay's got a, a question that he he was keen on asking. Um, yeah, so it's just quite simply, how do you see a day of marshalling going under these circumstances for just like you, me, or anyone going? Just how would like, a day go out? Don't expect to be stood in groups chatting with your mates, uh, unfortunately, uh, unless you're appropriately distanced. That's that's the one big change at the start of the day, at the end of the day. Um, on circuit, you'll certainly be expected to have the right level of uh, protective equipment. You'll be sanitising. And um, but in terms of you know the the general observations that you might have on a car or um, how you might you know initially assess uh, an incident it that doesn't really change other than you you're looking for a thumbs up and you're not actually sticking your head inside a car now um uh the 
and it's going to be less sociable. It's, it's that's the terrible thing, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, from 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 what you said there, I mean, unless you're appropriately social distance, which is a meter now, I think the government's saying. I know it was two meters, and it's dropped a meter. Or it's, stay at two meters where applicable. It's two. Or... It's two meters where you can. Uh, but where you can't, it's two meters plus PPE protective equipment. So it's it's really it's going to be two meters for us if we're yeah. standing if we're standing racetrack. Uh, if you've got a, a bellowing voice enough, like most of us have, two meters is not not a problem to have a conversation with somebody on that. But yeah, I get what you mean. There is slightly less sociable because that brings me on to a, 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 another point that that has been brought up, and it was it's the reduced numbers of marshals that were we've got how and it's a difficult decision and and if anybody is probably on the, the the negative end of this of these decisions is how it's you know i feel sorry for you but remember there's always next year to come back marcy we're hopefully we're back to what what we were what we used to be but how i think my original point is how are you selecting who gets who gets the green light and who doesn't and how are we how is it being made sure that it's kind of a fair choice for all really uh, fortunately, that decision is taken uh, higher up by the chief marshal. So, um, fortunately, I I don't get to make that very difficult decision. It is an unenviable unenviable position for for the chief marshal. Uh, in the northwest, we're quite lucky that we've got a chief marshal that uh, uh, encompasses, you know, responsibility over most of uh, the events that occur in the northwest. So. Uh, what the Chief Marshal will be doing is uh, keeping a, a record of who is being selected for which event and will be selecting based on a, a very fair system because we're, we're all very conscious. We don't want to put people off or anyone to feel like they've been excluded or their abilities aren't uh, you know, up to stand. That is not that the case. Uh, we need everybody to just bear with us while we you know we, we get through this um there's there's no no offense should be taken if you're not selected for an event there's it, we just ha we have to select some people and your turn will come at some point um yeah so that's a very good point that it's like if you are if you are listening to this and you're you've not been selected for an event so far you know keep hope because you might get selected for an event later in the year uh, but failing that, it's next year, no doubt, when we come back, when if the events are anything that like they used to be, just get your name down for them all. Make up for lost time. Put your name down for everything. Exactly. Uh, no, no, that's, that, that, that's, yeah, definitely an unenviable position that I've, I wouldn't want to pick who. I mean, Jay, you'd be the first to go, mate. You, you, yeah, I, I only assume that. <laughs> I'm retiring from Martin, not the official line. <laughs> but as you mentioned before about how it was very paper-based, so how do you think each role in Martin will be affected with these changes coming in? Within Marshalling, the, the, the biggest change will be for the post-chiefs. So the, obviously in the Northwest, we provided uh, the post-chiefs with packs full of report forms and, um, notes and all sorts of things timetables and things like that so that they won't get that and they'll have to seek those things out online um they'll be provided with you know, uh, digital copies of reports that uh, they'll have to print out themselves um they will also then be uh, 
submitting their written reports uh, via mediums such as WhatsApp or uh, Google Forms to, uh, to, to me. Uh, basically, they'll just be writing a report as normal, uh, but just taking pictures of either side. Um, and, and that's the big difference is that there isn't going to be that sort of direct link with a, a chief post chief going around the circuit, um, actually talking to, to post chiefs face to face, which is a shame, but it's unfortunately it is, it is necessary. Uh, and in terms of incident marshals, the, the big change really is, is the sign on for, for you guys in terms of, um, in terms of, uh, uh sort of like uh, becoming more um, digital uh, and less uh, paper-based. So you'd be doing the uh, uh, pre-event uh, declarations, uh, which basically uh, acts as your sign-on. You'll be checked in uh, at each uh, start of each day and given an allocation, um, but you won't be signing any pieces of paper on the day uh, to say you've arrived. Um, and that's about it, really, for, for incident marshals in terms of, of admin. I've looked at the, um, the the online forms and everything, obviously, going through. I, and it's, it's interesting. It's like how it's different. I've I seen that you had to take a picture and um, send it send it via WhatsApp. That's quite quite good. I like that because it's more instant. My only doubt is if you're somewhere like, but rocket out is fine because you get well good signal up at rocket out, but like shell or water tower where you're kind of hidden away. If you've not got the the signal there, that's the kind of what yeah, I'm thinking. That's, unfortunately, you're relying on a lots of different factors that might end up scuppering that plan. Which is, mm. you know, you've got the you know, the four G, the three G signal might go down in the area and that's that'll just be a nightmare. And then you've got, got these 5G, local them conspiracy oh, theorists with five G no. with the tin arts. <laughs> they couldn't they could interfere. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's the real limitation of using this digital um mm -hmm. uh platform. A signal can't really go down on a piece of paper with some writing on it, can it? Absolutely not. You could end up with about no, thirty reports of somebody right at the end of the day. Just as you get signal, <laughs> all yeah, reports. Yeah. Just, oh, just go the driver. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, this, that, that is a couple of limitations. And that kind yeah. of changes the rule of don't use your phone on post or, it or is it at the end of, will it be at the end of the thing you take all your pictures? No. So you can take it during the... But to be fair for the post chief during the during the, uh, the session or whoever it doesn't matter because race control and the clerk of the course are asking them to do that yeah so it becomes an exemption to that is there anything then potentially coming from coming from uh this covid era of, of mice that we're going to be in that maybe in the, the long run that could maybe modernize mice because like you said there, there was a lot of when you were signing on it was a lot of paper signing there was a lot of paper putting folders things printed off um yep. you know written stuff and obviously the modern world is tablets smartphones pictures is there anything going forward that we could take from this covid era to to just just to put you on the spot anything that you'd like to kind of see going forward that we keep 
Absolutely. Uh, I think this unfortunate situation we find ourselves uh, in at the moment uh, can be a catalyst for positive change. After all, uh, the you know we've been paper based or you know you know writing down reports and um, signing on a piece of paper for for decades and you know we are in the 21st century with a, a plethora of technology available to us i certainly would like to see uh, digital uh, reports uh, from now on um, that, that would be great to take forward but also the building efficiency in the, the you know the start of the day with um, signing on processes as well that i think again that's a great thing to to have um going forward but who knows uh, we might revert back to the old ways because sometimes they're the best but yeah i don't know that's a, that's a very good insight i think just kind of thinking of a contour if you have that electronic sign on in the morning and you, you you basically you can go straight to post once you've done that morning signage you do kind of lose that little social element of of uh of queuing with your mates finding out where everybody's going and then that that could be could be thing i mean i feel like we could talk coronavirus all day however we've had about six months or six years however long it's been now of talking about it's coronavirus been it's been forever so what we're going to do is we're going to draw a line on the coronavirus thank you very much andy for that fantastic insight but you will be staying with us because we have some more stuff for you because oh, crikey we get our money's worth out of the guests that we don't pay. <laughs> this is great. Uh, but we are okay. going to have a short in intermission uh, and with some car noises because who doesn't love race car noises? Uh, that was some wonderful uh, car noises, as Jay, Jay always says. Uh, from Lamont, we will freshen them up when we get back racing, so uh, don't worry. Now, we're going to go back to our guest. And Andy, uh, we'll move away from coronavirus. It was something a little bit more pleasant. And uh, we'd like to hear your journey through marshalling as Jay kicks back to relax. I mean, you can't see this because it's through the, the medium of audio. Uh, Jay just relaxing out. you just kind of want to hear your marshalling journey story and any good stories along the way that have kind of stuck with you all oh, right so i started in 2009 september 2009 to be exact um i think the previous month i was at a, a croft btcc uh, event and i saw the marshals stand there um i was at, i was at croft as a suspect as a spectator i should add uh, and i saw the the marshal stand there and i was looking at the the guys in orange on the side you know what? they've got they've really got the best seat in the house here i fancy a piece of that and just to get involved in in the sport uh, was something that really appealed to me so i signed up they got me in touch with uh, the the team in the northwest and uh, i went on a taste of the day uh, in september uh, that was a BRCC meeting, in fact, and um, I got taken around on the the, the usual um, taste of the day walk around the, uh, the circuit with Nadine Lewis, and I still remember it to this day. Actually, it's, it's actually something that's really stuck in my memory. The famous and, tour of Alton Park. Yeah, 
world famous. Absolutely. And as a day, actually, it was um, absolutely fantastic. It got me hooked straight away, especially in the afternoon when I was uh, placed on Old Hall. Um, actually, with my, my now wife, who um, signed up at the same time, where we got placed on Old Hall. And um, I think the very first race was an XR Challenge race. And uh, they decided they would rather have an um, uh, epic um, incident. Uh, at uh, Old Hall, uh, there was a split tank, uh, split fuel tank, which uh, needed dowsing down. And it was, I tell you, as an introduction to, to Marceline, that was probably the, the, you know, the probably the best you could have. And I'll never forget the, the words of um, Mr. Alan Farramond, or Fazer, as he's known to most people. Um, Not to me, but we'll move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, uh, nothing ever happens in the XR Challenge. Oh. And then what happened? Yeah. Yeah. See, see, just to say that nothing ever happens in the XR Challenge. I remember my first day, XR Challenges again, Old Hall again, 36 car grid, started raining just as the lights went to green, absolute torrential downpour, 13 left Alton Park, the rest scattered around the countryside of Cheshire. <laughs> so everything happens in the XR race. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And for that, from then on, I was I was years as a white badge and a green badge, and eventually upgraded to red. I'm thinking about 2012, 13, I think. Um, and then I was exposed to a little bit more leadership as I was um, a red badge. Yeah, considered to be one of the more experienced and knowledgeable people on circuit. So I was, you know, involved more as an IO, and then eventually as a post chief, um, which. I was very unsure about when I was first handed a radio at Anglesey Circuit and uh, placed on Church Corner. Um, and uh, But I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was the amount of concentration you had to put in into uh, that particular role was, you know, something that I found quite exhilarating because you, you, you just, at that first one, you think, I can't miss anything. I've got to watch everything. Every single one of these guys, I've got to watch. I've got to know what they're doing. Um, what is number all of them doing? Why yes. are they doing that? Why are they so close? <laughs> oh my God, get away from each other. No, I know exactly what you mean because I remember it was Anglesey again. I was handed a radio and it was like, oh. I think it's my. why most people get handed yeah. a radio. <laughs> <laughs> so I was handed it as well. So I'm Rocket Outpost 8 all by myself as well. See, Rocket oh. Out as well is one of them where either nothing happens or you get every single car in the paddock parked up with you for the yes. day. <laughs> yeah. It would the the, 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 the <laughs> screen up to rocket in is a, uh, is a uh, course up with the, uh, the internals of their engine and uh, they park up the post eight. <laughs> yes. That happens <laughs> quite often. Yeah. It's pretty much how it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, that's, that, see, I'll, I think it's quite nice as well. I, and I don't know, I don't know about you, uh, well, either of you, uh, when you're told in that you're given a bit more leadership responsibility, I feel it's quite quite nice that you are trusted that you know what you're doing really in kind of that environment or think you know what you're doing in that environment. Yeah, it's it was for me it was quite empowering that people who I thought as being these sort of godly people at the you know the clerks and thought that you know I had a bit of nous about me to to take on that kind of uh, position so. 
you know, I just I, I took a lot from that and it gave me a lot of confidence. Yeah, and, and we can point out there are still some godly people in the Clark Clark's room. Oh, yes. Uh, um, we, yes. Could, we, could, we could sit here and name probably yeah. all of them. Uh, but just, just in your marshalling journey, though, Andy, is there any moments or any circuits or any races even that have stuck out and gone, wow, that was an experience? Or anything that you go, you need to one year go and do this at least? Right. Well, I think the, the very most impressive circuit the most impressive circuit i have been to is is anglesey I, I i don't think anything in the uk or even the world can come close to the kind of scenery that that place has the involvement you have as a marshal at that place is absolutely fantastic and i think it's it can be the making of a marshal going there but the scenery itself is fantastic the circuit is great and oh, I, I, I can't think of a better circuit. Um, I have been to the Nür- Nürburgring Nordschleife for the uh, 24 hour race there a couple of years, uh, which is something else on a completely different level. It's uh, like a, a festival um, on all sorts of um, Kolsch and beer and lager and all sorts. It's, uh, it's, it's like a festival um, in, in a forest. It's incredible. But for me, as a, as a Martian experience, the Anglesey is absolutely top of the tree. And I, I'll, I'll go there every time that there's a meeting there. Interesting that it's probably not, not often that Anglesey and Nordschleife get mentioned side by side. Like that. And Jay kind of had a bit of a... See, I think you're upset that you've been to, to the Nürburgring. But yeah, because I should have been going this year. Should, ah. should, have, been there. should have But then COVID happened and lockdown. And then I didn't go. That is sad. Well, is sad. The, you know, there's always, I think it's still going ahead later on in the year. I think September, I think it's pencil yeah, in for. It's, it's uh, just weather. Uh, week after Le Mans, is it? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Very tight schedule. <laughs> so, yeah, you might still be going, but uh, it depends whether they'll be letting in. I would have already been back time. from it. We don't know at the moment. Mm. Who knows? It is, yeah. It's definitely one. It's definitely one that's on my list. But it's interesting that you men- mentioned Anglesey. I do, I do get what you mean about it is the making of a of a marshal. I mean, it, you are probably expected to do a little bit more there because of how open I think the track is. Because there's no, oh, car goes off, bang, it hits Armco. That's it. It's like car goes off, and it's essentially stuck in a bit of a field, so you can try and trying to yeah. recover it really and yeah i think and obviously you know just be through geogra- geographical location anglesey is a bit of a way away from most things um so the numbers of marshals isn't always high obviously it's not low to the point that it's unsafe no it's never but, unsafe. you know um you are gonna gonna probably do a, a bit more there I mean, is there anything else in your years of marshalling, Andy, that you've gone, that's a pretty awesome moment? Maybe it's something that's just happened in one race. Putting you on the spot now. Ooh, that, I know a couple of things I can spring to mind, but I suppose as a, as a, as a moment uh, would be a GT meeting. I was at Lakeside as an IO 
um, and there was a Formula 3 car. I think it was Formula 3. I think I know where this is going. There was a, a car that, um, it was absolutely teeming down with rain. It was absolutely sodden uh, on the, the gap between uh, Lakeside and uh, Hilltop. Car got absolutely bogged down. Call for a safety car to get this 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 car moving with our, our team. So I thought, right, got a gap. Let's get out there and get this pushed out of the way. I stood back, you know, I've, I've got a bit of notes here. But fortunately, this my is team, this experience is using yeah. years of experience. Got years of experience. But my my team, unfortunately, they had to, you know, get it pushed. And there was there was they did a fantastic job, but they got absolutely covered in crap. I'm just, I was just saying that because I knew where this is going. I'm desperately trying to find the picture because I've used it on a blog before and I've yeah. used it on the website. And I was IOing at Cascades that day and I watched Crash and I was just like, oh, I would not like to have been there. And I don't yeah, know. That, if... that was a sign of a good a job well done, you know, at the end of the day. We got this car clear really quickly. And, you know, it was a bloody good laugh as well. You yeah, know, and, we all laughed and, about it and it was awesome. And, you know, celebrities will pay a lot of money to be covered in that much mud. So, you know, <laughs> you've kind of, you've kind of cut out the middleman there. I'm des- I really am desperately trying to find this photo because it's, it's great. So here, obviously viewers, you can't see it, but I'll put it on, on Facebook. Here is the first picture of them pushing the car, as you know, and he's not in shot. Exactly. Here is the next picture of said Marshalls being absolutely <laughs> doused in mud, especially these two here. And then as they're running back, Andy in absolute glee there. Nice and clean. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. So to accompany this podcast, what I'll do is I'll put them three pictures up and you can see exactly what we're on about. And it's it's just funny to see that I was like I said, I was so that Cascade was like, oh, oh no, no. <laughs> As somebody who plays rugby, even I was just going, no, oh, that's too muddy that. <laughs> yeah, I, but that's part of, you know, the, you know, we go marshalling, we might get cakes in mud, we might get soaked, we might get sunburnt, um, might get, but we love it. We might get uh, wet because of the rain, or as I've just thought of a moment that affects all three of us, 24-hour, 2CV, Anglesey, mm-hmm. rock it in. And Jay, you know where I'm going with this one. It was four, five o'clock in the morning, was it? Was it in the morning or no. in the evening? No, no, it's in the evening. It was around or nine in the evening. So nine in the evening. We're all getting a bit tired. We've all been on post a very long time in a twenty-four hour race. Uh, I'm inside writing a report and he's outside flagging. Next minute, car crashes. Andy needs to go to said incident because Jay is under the age of eighteen at this point, so he's flagging for us. He runs out and flags and puts his bowl of frosties down. Now I've been writing this report, writing this report. And as I turn around, I see a bowl of Frosties on the cooker. On the gas cooker that we've got for being a train fan. I'm going, you don't cook Frosties. Who cooks Frosties? And I obviously had <laughs> not seen the incident. And that's why in a hurry, Jay had put a thing. I was going, you don't know. And then you came back in and I'm like, Jay, what are you doing? What's going on? You don't, you well, don't do this. <laughs> well, I am known for liking the odd Frosties now and then, and you not try Frosties until you have cooked them, so I would recommend. <laughs> Every other hour, is it? Every other yes. half hour, I think. <laughs> but, you know, that, that was, a, that was a, a weekend that was very, I want to use the word damp, 
to put yes. it, to put it politely. That, yeah, that's being polite about it. <laughs> Chucked it down. <laughs> Basically, yes. No, but... talking of another two CV event was, um, you know, the Life in Orange blog has the um, the banner picture yeah, of us immortalized. Yeah, and all as, three uh, people in that picture have lost weight since then. Which is... Wait, well, I might put a bit back, back on, but you know, oh, I'm trying oh. again. <laughs> yeah, we all love tryers, but yeah, that, that, that's kind of. That's the, I don't think I've ever told a story of where, where the Life and Orange logo came from. So, yeah, no, thank you for bringing that up. It was 2CV, 24 mm. hours, 20 something, 15, 16, um, something like that. 14, 15, something like that. I think it was 15 because I started in 16. So, that's when those three were at Rocket. There that's right. Power deduction, 2015. And uh, myself and our guest, Andy, was, was, uh, was on post. And one of our friends, Paul Levitt, um, and we're outside flagging, and it's a rather beautiful sunset casting this immaculate oh. orange glow across across the uh, across the sky. And there's our silhouette, uh, the silhouette, the black silhouette that stands out. As if you look at the, the logo, you've got the box for Corkscrew on the right, and then the, the three figures of us, and then there's a little structure in the background, which is Rocket, which is another post on the circuit. And it just kind of, it fit. It was orange. It did. It was black and orange. It was my son, mm. and it was, it was a bit of a moody shot. It captures the essence of a life in orange. There you go. There you go. I don't. I'm, I can't follow that up. It captures the essence of a life in orange. Thank you, Jay. So on that note, what we're going to do is it's more car noises, and <laughs> Jay can mime and pretend to be driving one. I, I don't. I really should figure out which way around they come. Whether it's Sebring then Lamont or Lamont then Sebring or it's both Lamont. I'll, I'll find that out for the next podcast that we do. But uh, thank you very much for your. Uh, Marcin's story and it's very insightful and you know it's nice that you've had such wonderful experiences no problem it's been great best thing I've ever done Marcin ever Uh, that was uh, some more beautiful uh, race car noises, uh, which we've, we've very much missed. Um, which brings us on to the last part of the podcast. We're still joined by Andy Roberts. Andy, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have uh, your thoughts and your insights into the developments of coronavirus in the Marston world and, of course, your Marston story. Uh, this is kind of an open question to anybody who wants to answer, even the listener, if you want to put your uh, comments on Facebook and on Twitter, and this is events that we're most looking forward to. Now racing is back underway, and anybody can answer that first. Anybody, any BRCC event, just going on corporate. Yeah. Get that one in early. Yeah, I, I really am looking forward to the 18th of July. Uh, the by indications show that the that grid size is going to be absolutely chock a block. There's definitely a, a real desire to get back racing uh, in, the, in the community so um it's gonna be a fantastic meeting yeah that's that was mm. one that was on my list as well what was that first race back regardless of whatever it was might have to get a couple of extra pens for that if i'm going to be writing reports uh, if the grid size is that big uh jay anything from you um, 
Well, no one event in particular, because I don't think I'll be going to any of the bigger meetings this year, just because other stuff and like, or not getting selected. But I'm just looking forward to get back in the bank. Hopefully I get at least three days in. And then I can maybe look for going for my upgrades, because that was my plan for this year, marshalling-wise. going to get my upgrade like round round this time, get it, but put a spanner in the works. So I'm just looking looking forward to getting back on the bank and having a good laugh at a socially acceptable distance. You've answered a good question there. It's like, how will incident <laughs> upgrades happen? And yeah. I don't think they will this year, I think, it's kind of no. the, the short no, they, I don't think they will be. No, no. Uh, from what I recall from the just have to flag forever. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, one for me. Uh, I, I mean, I've got a couple, but I'll start more local for uh, British GTs, Alton Park, round one. Now, if I get selected oh, yes. for that, oh, I am looking forward to that. I don't know if yeah. anybody else is looking is hoping to get to that one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's. Uh... That's always a terrific meeting. Such it a, is. I was hoping to go there, but I think I might miss it this year because it may or may not be away. Uh, what? Le gasp. <laughs> Shock it. I, I apologise. I apologise. No, it is, it is looking to be a good meeting. And like we mentioned in the last bit, it, it always throws up something exciting in it and entertaining. And I know he doesn't love just massive GT cars pounding around the circuit. Yeah, it's you, the, the, the noise is some, the noise is something else, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's Bentleys, McLarens, Mercedes, Ferraris. I remember. Um, it. We're gonna have to stop year. talking about this. I am going to talk about one slightly close to home, and we've already mentioned the circuit a few times, Anglesey, and it feels a lifetime since I was back there. Uh, but there is BRSEC. Cheek plug. Cheeky plug, yeah. keeping it corporate. Well done, well done. 22nd, 23rd of August. Mm. Now, if that does not coincide with me moving house, I would very much like to be there. <laughs> um, Because Anglesey and BRCC. Mazda's, I believe. Um, oh, Mazda <laughs> MX-5. Oh, my affinity with Mazda MX-5. Again, it's getting uncomfortable, boys. Not going to lie. <laughs> Is there anything else from, from you two events that you're looking forward to? It could be further on in the year, could be overseas. Um, I'm looking forward to maybe going back to Race of Remembrance because I missed it last year. So if I get selected, I put I put my name down for it. So that'll be it's always a fantastic meeting. Like you it always it. has been. You missed an absolute walloper of a crash last year um of at Race Remembrance, quite literally at our <laughs> at our post. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we mean Andy, we mean you together for that one for the Clio. Yeah, we were kind of attacking Rocket. Yeah, it just it was unprovoked attack. That was. Yeah, I mean, I've I looked up from the. the, I always seem to be writing a report when things happen Mm. at Rocket, and I looked up and there was said Clio sliding towards the Marshall post. Thankfully, the safety measures deflected it away, and the driver is fine. We should point that out. The driver is fine. The car was not. The driver is fine. Andy, any others from you? Gold Cup. I love historic racing as well. You know, we've got the obviously the, the modern stuff with the, the GTs and TCR and all that uh, stuff, but uh, oh, historic. 
racing is fantastic. Back to that sort of nostalgic, uh, nostalgic kind of event. It's uh, absolutely terrific. I mean, I can't go to Goodwood. Uh, all their events are postponed till next year. So that'll be my fix. Yeah, and hopefully the Formula 5000s are there again, creating an unbelievable racket and symphony of noise around our umpire. Uh, final one from me, uh, slightly more overseas, and hopefully, fingers crossed, international marks can go Le Mans 24-hour in September. Now, the reason I'm look- there's a couple of reasons I'm looking forward to this is A, it's Le Mans, B, it's Le Mans, See, there's loads of GT cars there. The LMP category was looking far more competitive this year, which is good. And the, before they start the switch over to hypercars, which I believe is coming in 2022. I might might have got that wrong, might have got it right. Somebody will correct me. And the fact that it's in September, because normally it takes place in June, so you've got a limited amount of darkness. You, you run maximum amount of, of light racing. Not really the case in September. Mm. Uh, it's getting closer to a more 12... 12-hour, 12-hour split, which, what's not to love? More night racing. Absolutely. Yeah, terrific spectacle, isn't it? It Not been there myself, and I'd love to. Well, we'll have to work on that. It's definitely one of my list. Oh, I'll have to work on that. Let's just go. I'll go right now. (laughs) (laughs) Just go down there and wait and just sit. We'll we'll take your turns. One will sit in corner, and then two of us will drive past. I might need to learn how to drive in the meantime, but we can do that en route. Do that en route. That's fine. That's fine. fine. Hopefully, uh, touch wood, uh, our contacts in uh, France and at Le Mans uh, invite me back because it was such a brilliant experience uh, last year. And um, hopefully it'll be even better in September. Uh, I I believe, gentlemen, though, that is all we've got time for on today's podcast. Uh, Andy, I'm going to start with you. Thank you very much again uh, for joining us. Uh, this morning uh, when we've been recording this and giving us your fantastic insight into how the marketing world has adapted to the coronavirus pandemic. And like we said, uh, if you haven't been selected for certain races, please do not get disheartened. Um, your chance will come and next year will probably be bigger and better than it's ever been. So bear with us and do not lose hope. And Andy, your marketing story was fantastic. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us. No, no problem. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, you are very welcome and feel free to come back and pop in anytime you want. Uh, Jay, as always, it's been a pleasure talking absolute rubbish with you again. Oh, I'm good for, but yes, it has been a pleasure, like always. Well, as we know with our other podcasts that we do, and I'm going to give them a cheeky plug, WN35 Music. Oh, cheeky plug in there. Jay talks about two things, either rubbish, which he just waffles on about, or The Blossoms, which is a band from Stockport. Uh, but we've got him talking about motorsports, which is good. Um, you can catch up with the rest of our podcast in Orange episodes on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, and even on our own website, alifeinorange.com. Uh, you can catch up on every article that we've written and things that we share on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search Alife in Orange and look for that silhouette picture. I've been Robert Lee, and thank you very much for listening to a podcast in Orange. We'll see you next time. You're listening to a podcast in Orange. A Marshall's view of motorsport.